Welcome to Transition by Pantal Kalhar, episode 23. Let's be together in transition. Please subscribe to Pantal Kalhar Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. You are listening to COVID-19 Fertility Empowerment Podcast. And today we have very, very interesting title about how to interrupt avoidance to take control of your life. And I have very interesting guest today. Uh, her name is Dr. Jessica Borshuk, Borshuk. And uh, she's actually doctor of psychology and uh, they, they call her easy mind psychologist. I'm so excited to have you here and can't wait to start our interview. First, first of all, can you talk about yourself a little bit and then we go to your talking points? Absolutely. So I'm so excited to be here, first of all, because I think it's a very important topic and I think your podcast is going to help a lot of people. My background, so I'm a clinical and health psychologist. I work a lot in a variety of different settings. And what I've noticed consistently across the board is there are some folks, myself included, who get stuck in their heads. These are people who tend to avoid or cope with situations by overanalyzing, over planning, having all of those what if thoughts running through their head. They jump back into the past and pick apart old memories to find out what they did wrong, and then they tend to worry about what might happen in the future. So this is what I mean when I say busy minds. So folks who've got a lot of stuff going on in their head, and the problem with that is it often keeps us away from living in the present moment and connecting with what is important to us right now, and worrying about the future when we can't actually do anything about the future in that moment, tends to add a lot of extra stress to our life. So that's what I help folks do in my individual practice as well as online, is help folks learn how to get a little space from their busy minds. That's great, yeah, you are right. Even uh, I remember myself when I was starting IVF, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of things in my mind. What's going to happen? How can I count the eggs? <laughs> and uh, these kind of things. So I guess when you are ta- uh, thinking so much, you are interrupting yourself from what, whatever is going to happen to you positively. So you are Jack, uh, trying to block whatever should happen to you in the right way. And uh, I think you may need some techniques and some pause uh, to get back to your normal. Is that so? Yes, exactly. Obviously, there are some things that are out of our control, infertility being one of them. And we can do all the work, follow the suggestions of our doctors and, and healthcare practitioners to put ourselves in the best situation possible. And on top of that, if we're spending a lot of our time worrying about the outcomes, worrying about how our egg retrieval is going to go, worrying about what our you know, implantation is going to be like, and if we'll have a successful pregnancy, that can add extra stress on our body. Stress that our body really doesn't need right now. <laughs> we, we need to be being a little bit kinder to our bodies. So 
one of the reasons that we do this is we have this concept that, well, if I come up with a plan, if I think through and analyze every possible scenario, then it will help me better deal with whatever comes our way. And that kind of gives us this temporary relief and this feeling that we have control over things that are outside of our control. So one of the strategies that I have to help folks is let's first acknowledge that analyzing and planning and doing all of this stuff over and over and over again in our heads is not actually helping us in the long term. It makes us feel a little bit better in the short term. We feel a sense of control. We feel a sense of relief. But in the long term, it's actually adding to our stress. So when we can acknowledge that process and acknowledge that pattern, then we're in a better position to be able to interrupt that and focus on the present moment and focus on what we have to be doing right now to put ourselves in the best situation possible. I like that. I like that. Actually, you're right. You, for some or something, yes, you need to do a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. Pre-planning is good. I, I don't want to go just somewhere without any planning, you know? Absolutely. As, as you said, sometimes you, you can't control it. You just have to wait. Let's say uh, for IVF or whatever treatment you do, you may need some waiting time. And mm-hmm. if during this waiting time, you just try to analyze and try to overthink what you're doing, then you interrupt the process by your mind and your thinking. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to say that like analyzing and planning is bad. It's probably served you very well in a lot of situations in your life. You're probably the go-to person who's organized, you get things done in your world, and they're very valuable skills. But there's a difference between thinking through and coming up with a plan once and then doing the same thing the 10 times. <laughs> for example. So we might come up with what our fertility plan is, but then once we have that set, we need to simply trust the process and follow the plan instead of continuing to think and worry about it. Exactly. I like that. Do you have any recommendation for, for my audience or have you, do you have any exercise to go through this process easier? Yes. So the first step, what I said, is just noticing when this is happening. So we can't interrupt patterns that we don't know are there. The first step is simply to recognize, okay, oh, I'm in my head again, and I'm worrying about what's going to happen at this appointment two weeks from now. Oh, I'm starting to think about that memory of my last IVF treatment and how that went. Okay, so we need to catch that that's happening. Mm -hmm. Then what we want to do is recognize that that's not helping us in the long term. It's not helping us to manage our stress. It's not helping to put us in a a positive mindset. And so what we want to do when we catch ourselves doing that is to pause and say, okay, this isn't helpful. And then we want to, we might even say that out loud if you're by yourself or something like that, kind of talking to yourself out loud, hearing your voice rather than talking to yourself in your head sometimes helps interrupt that a little bit better. Yeah. And then we want to redirect to the present moment. 
And one of the good ways of doing that is really connecting to your senses. So these are the things you can see, the things you can hear, the things you can touch, smell, and taste. So the more that we can sink into this moment, the harder it's going to be for our mind to pull us off in different directions and get us caught up in our heads and in our busy minds. I like it. I encourage folks to look around their room and notice five things that they can see and really describe them in detail. What are the colors or the textures or the patterns that we see? How does the light bounce off the walls and, and the colors play off of each other? Then noticing four things you can touch. So that might even be the difference between what your shirt feels like compared to your pants or a pillow on the couch where you are or the feel of your fork in your hand you know, if you're eating a meal. And then moving on to three things that we can hear. Oftentimes our ears are filtering a lot of background noise and if we're not paying attention to it, we don't hear it. But if we slow down, we start to hear all these different nuances. The air conditioner running, the sound of our own breath, maybe our family in the other room, the sound of um, you know, a machine running or the wind blowing really connecting with those sounds. And then two things that we can smell. So it's maybe bringing positive scents into our environment like candles or essential oils um, or you know, enjoying fresh laundry. And then if possible, one thing we can taste. We obviously don't wanna go around licking things <laughs> that aren't uh, okay to put in our mouths. But if we're eating something, really pause and savor all the flavors. Mm -hmm. And what all of that does is help bring you into the present moment. Wow, I like it so much. So you said you have five uh, points you're going to cover, uh, five senses. Oh, this is five senses exercise. That's what I, yeah. okay, I got it. So it's like uh, using all the five senses to distract yourself from your past. So, and I wouldn't even say distract as much because our mind is way better than we are at grabbing our attention. <laughs> it knows exactly what to say, exactly what thought or worry to throw out. And so we first want to acknowledge that it's there, acknowledge like, okay, I'm thinking about this memory again. Okay, I'm worrying about my upcoming appointment. And then pausing and saying like, okay, it's not helpful to go down that road and what it helps, the five senses exercise helps us do is really sink into our present moment experience. Because have you ever had that experience where you're kind of so lost in your head yes. that the rest of the world around you kind of goes fuzzy? Yes, I do. <laughs> like maybe someone's talking to you and you're zoning out because you're, th I mean, that might even happen in the doctor's office where you're worried about three steps ahead and they're trying to talk to you about what you need to be doing well, right I'm now. Present. Yeah, exactly. And your mind was somewhere else. It was almost like it time traveled to another place. So the more that we can use all of our senses to sink in to this moment that we're in right now the more actual control we have over our life because now is the only time that we can do anything about what's going on with our fertility. I love this point. Actually, you know, one of the treatments for PTSD, um, mm -hmm. traumatic uh, disease, is focusing and defocusing. Yep. So kind of distracting from uh, whatever you're thinking 
with this five senses, which is good. And what I used to do for myself and for my clients, uh, what, uh, I always suggest them to write, mm -hmm. like journaling or doing something for art. As artists, when you do something deeply, let's say when you paint or when you write, doing something deeply, then you, all of your focus is there. So you're not thinking about your past or even your future. Sometimes when I write, I don't know where I am. Then I just look everywhere. I say, oh, I'm here. I'm writing, you know. And that's a good distraction to use uh, your senses. No, see whatever you, it is. Arts can be whatever. You can create something, right? So it's And you can practice that, the five senses, while you're journaling. What does the pen feel like under your fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Or while you're making art, right? How does the, the brush change or the pressure change? And I love the idea of journaling. Journaling can be really helpful for us getting a new perspective because sometimes when our thoughts are in our head, it's hard to see them for what they are. But when we can put our thoughts on paper and actually look at them, we can begin to get kind of a different perspective. And one of the things that I would really recommend to your audience is because, because for infertility can take up so much of our time and attention and emotional energy. It's something we're thinking about all the time. It's something that might bring us a lot of pain at times that we can take moments to bring in more gratitude into our life. So I have a habit, for example, of every night, I write down three things I'm grateful for in the day. And then I also write one thing I'm proud of myself for doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of times if we're experiencing infertility, we may be thinking about all the things we could be doing or all the things we should be doing or feeling a sense of lack within ourselves. And if we can turn that to say, you know, I'm really grateful for the people in my life. I'm really grateful for this opportunity to go through this fertility treatment. I'm very grateful for what I have in my life. And I'm proud of myself for taking steps today to address my stress so I can be in a better position when I start those fertility treatments. Or I'm, you know, I listened to the doctor's recommendations and I made these changes in my life and I'm really proud of myself for taking these steps forward and that brings some positivity into the process I love it I mean journaling for me always works mm -hmm. even if in my darkest time that um, I was deeply um, struggled with PTSD I always I used to write 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 because sometimes you cannot talk with somebody else there is only you to know what to do with yourself, what you want for your future or how you want to solve your issues. I mean, that's only you that you can help yourself. So sometimes when I read them, I said, oh, that was me. That was me had these problems. And then I just realized this is you. You can master your mind and control your life. Absolutely. And I, so I've, uh, struggled with PTSD and depression as well, following a trauma. And for me, it was writing poetry because I, I had such a hard time expressing the emotions that I was feeling because I was so overwhelmed with a ton of different feelings that it was hard. It was hard to get out what I was experiencing and I had been experiencing it for such a long time. 
And I imagine some, some folks with infertility experience the same. So I would talk about it in a very kind of clinical or medical way that didn't allow me to tap into those emotions. So when I started bringing art and creativity into that practice, it allowed me to connect with some of these really painful or kind of deep or dark emotions in a way that felt safe or liberating or freeing. I do poetry as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I mean, I love it. It's a great way to express yourself. There's no wrong way to do it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. My, my father plays violin and that's why I inspired to play violin. The, the reason is that I used to be alone for a long time because of immigration. Mm-hmm. I had to leave my family, come to another country. So I changed my life with this immigration tremendously. And the only thing my father said, if you want to uh, learn something and concentrate on uh, progressing and developing yourself, go and learn violin or learn something to play. Because what happened when you play, you are trying to just read those notes and do practice, listen. So you are doing so much attention. You put more attention on what you're doing and then try to focus on what you're doing. And that would really help me because during those years, I helped myself by playing violin. And and before that, I I didn't dare to do it because I thought, I'm not young enough to do it, or maybe I, um, I had to start earlier, but I think nothing is late. Like whenever you start art or whenever you start learning something, that's it, your brain is still alive, so you can learn it. And this helps you a lot. I love that. I took violin for three months in fourth grade and then gave it up. But I, I love and appreciate anyone who can play an instrument. And I really appreciate what you said about you can always, like, you can always start. You're never too late. I hear, I have a lot of clients who will say to me, oh, I should have done this a decade ago. Like, oh, I, I can't learn this new thing or, or try this new skill. And so I always ask them, like, well, in 10 years, you're going to be 10 years older. I wonder if your 10 year from now self is going to look back on your current self and say, oh, I should have done it 10 years ago when I was younger. (laughs) And that mental switch helps to gain a new perspective and realize that now is always the best time to try something new or to implement something or to reach for what we want in our life because now is the only time we have any, any control over. And I think this is, this life is really precious. And these things, this is only thing we have now, present. Whatever happened in future is out of our control. We can control something, but again, we don't have full control. And we don't have full control on whatever happened in past. The only thing we have is present and enjoying whatever I used was my learning, learning, learning. So whenever I, uh, all my friends say, what are you doing alone? What do you do? No, I have my family. I don't have time uh, to do it right now. I still, when I cook, I listen to another uh, lesson. So I learn, 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 like 
course and every, everything that I can learn because I think your brain should be alive. Yes. You, there are so many things you think about it. You are, there are so many things you can learn. This is the life you have ahead and you don't need to go back to past. You don't have time for that. And you don't <laughs> have time to go to future. This is your present and this is 24 hours. Eight hours you're asleep and you only have few hours left. And that is such an important point because a lot of folks who are struggling with chronic medical conditions like infertility will often say, I will start my life once I'm past this point. I will start my life once I'm at a certain point in pregnancy, or I will start my life once I've, you know, I've had a successful pregnancy, then my life will begin. But right now, you know, all of my focus and attention has to go on this. And as much as I understand that drive, because this is so important to you, by putting effort into things that you love and care about and are passionate about right now is actually going to help you during this process because it's going to allow you to connect more deeply with who you are, with what matters to you. It's going to bring moments of joy to balance out the difficult moments or the stressful or frustrating or exhausting moments. And you're going to look back on this period of time in your life and say, yes, this was difficult, but there were also so many beautiful, wonderful things that came out of it. And I'm glad I didn't just shut myself off for this period of time. I'm glad I still lived my life while I moved through this process of fertility. What a nice point. You're right. You never, you shouldn't stop living. You should, because, uh, you know, I, I put, I used to, for two years, I used to put so much stress on IVF, treatment, you know, and I didn't enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. You know, from one career to another one, I was very stressed, commuting, you know, so much thing happening. The moment I, I said, okay, that's it. I'm going to leave again. Just leave everything, all the treatments, just go back to normal, normal life and just have break and pause and then go back to whatever you love. I think that's a good point because let's say you're going to go to the somewhere to somewhere for, as a trip. Mm-hmm. On the way, you may see a lots of good sceneries mm-hmm. and you can enjoy the sceneries while going there. But some people just think about the destination. Exactly. It could be a time for you uh, to go exploring and see somewhere new. If you're going with a partner, it could be kind of a getaway, like a little vacation (laughs) for the two of you to take. It's an opportunity to experience something new. I mean, when you were a kid, didn't you always think about, oh, I'm going to go on all these road trips and have all of these adventures. And then we got to adulthood and... We just worked all the time and life seemed to be about bills and, uh, and struggles. But we can bring in these little beautiful moments. And people might be listening to this and thinking, yeah, that all sounds well and good, but my mind just won't do that. And one of the tips that I use that I think is very helpful is pausing a couple of times a day and asking yourself, what is important to me in this moment? What matters to me in this moment? 
And that can help, similar to the grounding exercise, connect you with the present moment. But it does so in a way that connects you to the things that matter most to you. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you're on that drive and you're just focused on your destination of, of getting to, to this center of doing a certain procedure, of, find, of talking to your doctor and finding out what the outcome was. And that's what your mind's focused on. But if you can pause and ask yourself, okay, but what's important to me in this moment? Mm-hmm. And maybe you realize what's important to me is noticing what a beautiful day outside it is. Or spending this time alone in a car to listen to music I really love or listen to a a violin lesson Mm -hmm. or talk to my partner and hear about what's going on in their life or calling someone on the phone that you care about and checking in with them. And those little touches throughout the day of asking yourself, what's important to me in this moment? What could I do right now that connects me to the people and things that matter most to me? That might just be three minutes out of your day. But if you do that a couple of times over the course of weeks and months, you could begin to steal back a lot more time from that busy mind. And this takes time. It's not going to be a one and done kind of thing. This is a process, and and I'm sure everyone listening understands what it's like to go through a process. It takes constant repetition, and over time, then it gets easier. And your mind starts to do that automatically, is to search for the value, to search for the things that are important to you. And it sets you up so that after you're through these these trials, this difficult time that you're going through, you're going to have skills that are going to take you through to li- living an even better life down the road. It's like training your pe- brain and uh, the habits just take place. And exactly. Finally, your unconscious mind gets used to it as well. Yes. And that's the point. It's right now we have to be very intentional about it. But the goal is to do it so often and retrain our brain how to respond that it happens automatically. That that default instead of worrying about what's happening in the future or freaking out about something that happened in the past, our new default will become connecting with our life that's happening right now. Thank you, Jessica. Do you have any other suggestion or do you want to wrap up what we discussed today? I think one of the most important things throughout this entire process is to remember to give yourself some grace and some permission to not be perfect. When you're going through infertility, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself to do everything just right and follow all the guidelines and all the recommendations. And we can make ourselves almost sick over it because we are not going to be perfect because that is not something that humans are capable of. And so if you're starting to implement these skills, you're becoming more aware of your thought patterns, you're recognizing they're not helping you in the long term, you're practicing saying to yourself, nope, it's not helpful to go down that road and reconnect with the present moment, you're using the five senses grounding exercise, you're asking yourself what's important to you in this moment, and you're still struggling, and maybe you fall back from time to time on getting stuck in your busy mind. Remembering to be kind to yourself and remembering that 
this takes time and it's a process and the goal isn't to be perfect. The goal is to keep showing up and doing our best. And the more that we can be kinder and less harsh on ourselves, the better the experience is going to be and the easier it's going to be to take back control over your mind and your life. And I know that you will get there. It just might take a little bit longer than you think it's going to, but you're not alone and you are going to do wonderful, beautiful things. So much. Thank you so much. That was very uh, intuitive and very encouraging for us and for my audience. Because my pod, in my podcast um, in tra- trailer, I said, you are not alone. Yeah. That's the purpose of this podcast because I truly believe that there are lots of people out there going to help women with uh, these fertility issues. And if you think that you are alone, yes, you are. But if you, uh, if you are open-minded and you listen uh, to positive people around you, that's going to help a lot. Yes. Leaning on your support systems and maybe your support systems aren't people in your life, but maybe they're online groups and communities. Maybe they're this podcast. Maybe it's connecting with different support groups or resources, but yeah, you, you are not alone. And this podcast is a great way to realize that you're important and you're valued and we're taking time out of our day to make sure that we're providing you information that's going to help. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you for being here and and for your inspiring words. I really enjoyed it. And hopefully my audience enjoyed it as well. Thank Thank you. you so much for having me on. Seriously, I am so happy to be a part of this amazing podcast. Thank you so much.